this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with Marcello Yaya, co-publisher. Our lead story this week by H. Rose Schneider started because of an election letter we got by Scott Green of the Hilltown Burn, who um, had been fired from his job, and he's claiming discrimination. He's lived for a long time with another man, also employed by the town of Bern, and had started to get health benefits, which he says were then denied. This led Rose to take a very deep and wide look as more and more Americans are cohabiting, whether gay or straight, rather than marrying, and what are their rights, and especially can they expect insurance coverage. Another story by Rose has a lovely picture by Michael Koff of an area of the pine bush that allows both bow hunting and shotgun hunting. An incident in the hill towns where a stray bullet ended up in a homeowner's garage. Um, he thinks because of a nearby uh, target rifle practice area, rod and gun club, a gun club area, and she's looked at it in a large way to see where hikers and homeowners intersect with hunters and target shooters. And one place they coexist beautifully is in the pine bush in Gilderland. Our editorial this week returns to the topic of law enforcement and autism. We got an email from Assemblyman Angelo Santa Barbara with a video of an Arizona policeman confronting a 14-year-old boy. He didn't know the boy was autistic. He took his behavior as an affront, ended up tackling the boy, whose aunt showed up. As soon as he realized that he had autism and the aunt explained what that meant, the situation was diffused. So we are writing to support two bills sponsored by Angelo Santa Barbara. He has a son who is on the autism spectrum, and seeing that clip brought him to tears, he said, in these two bills, which have we've written about before, but we now are pushing with vigor. One would allow for a system of identification cards to be given to people with autism, and the other would provide training for first responders and police officers. In this way, had that situation happened with that training and that ID card, it would have been diffused before it began. We have another stunning column by Dennis Sullivan. How can those who cherish honesty and sincerity compete with scorn? And he looks at a society, ours, that has become increasingly cynical. And he notes that cynicism should be checked at the door like they used to with guns in the Old West. Turning the page, we have many, many pages of letters to the editor this week. Lots of it because of election time heating things up. John McCarthy asks why the Gilderland police focus on a closed mall rather than the Route 20 very heavy traffic. John Haluska, who has been a watchdog over vacant properties in Gilderland, itemizes some progress and lack of progress. 
Jim Cohen writes about what a good job he thinks the incumbents have been doing. Donald Sapos is um, concerned with the large increase in Gilderland taxes due to a state set revaluation rate and is pushing people to write to have the process revamped. Many, many different events going on as well. A lovely picture by Ron Ginsburg showing a birthday celebration by Porter Beidelman to go with Judy Deneen's letter about the return of the spaghetti dinners at the Altamont Reformed Church. A rummage sale also going on there. Saturday is the Fall Festival in Altamont, and Michael Koff will be there taking pictures of the many different events going on. And there's an October festival planned at the Switzkill Farm in Bern. Turning the page, we have some pictures of what will be the last tournament in honor of Wyatt Spencer. He died. Um, in 2009 and this tournament has kept alive his memory and also raised funds for scholarships for Bern Knox Westerlo students with a poignant letter from Kelly Hess, Kelly Hess explaining that the band of boys who were his friends now have a chance to take over if they want with ongoing efforts. Um, a letter from Councilwoman in Bern, Karen Schimmer, about the new playground equipment being celebrated in Bern. And Emma, who's gotten to be well-known locally in her campaign for lymphedema, a disease that she suffers from, will be there selling lemonade. We have a letter from Scott Green in Bern, which inspired our front page story, as well as a letter encouraging people to attend school board meetings, and we second that. Wendy Cook, the pastor at Helderberg Lutheran, is grateful for the outpouring of support for hurricane victims and is inviting people to a table talk about God. Marilyn Miles from the Clarksville Historical Society is writing about the Stewarts, a couple who have devoted themselves to commemorating and understanding the work of the Underground Railroad, and they will be speaking soon. James Cook in Byrne is running to keep his seat on the town board and says he will encourage citizen participation. The old men in the mountain had a quiet moment of reverie that got them thinking about life on the farm. A picture from Jeanette Rice, <laughs> a very unusual, we do a lot of coverage of biker rallies, but this one, instead of black weather, leather, they were wearing neckties, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which raised money for men's health care. Tom Ellis is backing a bill that would keep prior wages from being a question you can ask. Um, it's a countywide initiative and is coming up for a vote. Kevin Flenstead, who's running for the seat on the Westerlo board, says transparency is his major issue. Dennis Barber is writing and encouraging Knox residents to come out for a cleanup day and beautify the town. Carol Carpenter is hoping people will support the latest drive to raise funds to maintain the Bethlehem Historic Grange and its building. And we conclude with a very witty column by Michael Seinberg, who has purchased a new car and thinks that distracted driving may come from some of the many gizmos on the car itself. 
These two pages are devoted to my stories about the Westerlo elections. There are two Republican challengers for the two Democratic incumbents, and we spoke to them on a range of issues. Most notably, the Republicans favor revaluation in Westerlo to full value. It's now at less than 1% of market value. Will the incumbents think that might end up having large tracts of land sold for developers? We had an interview with Ken Mackey, who's unopposed for town judge. Sean Mulcairin wrote about explosions of three trucks at the DOT garage in Voorheesville that turned out he discovered to be because of faulty uh, wiring in one of the Mack trucks, and they were parked next to each other, so they caught fire, and the explosions that residents heard is believed to be from the tires. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer followed up on the Gilderland School's problem with lead, which many of our local schools have, and how they're remediating it. National Merit semifinalists from Gilderland, five of them, congratulations. Elizabeth also did a story on and um, the people picketing were wanting prevailing wages. The owners of Pyramid Building the Mall said there's no requirement for that. Sean has a lovely farewell story for our favorite postmaster, Bob Bailey, who's retiring from Altamont. Elizabeth has a follow-up on something we wrote quite a bit about when the burn pit area closed at the old Army Depot, and some vapors coming from that could potentially, in the future, be toxic. So the school district wisely has appended that to the deed, along with information on how the Army Corps of Engineers would be responsible for cleaning that up. The Albany County clerk race sees a Republican challenger, Howard Koff, who is from Gilderland, taking on the incumbent, Bruce Hidley. The Gilderland Garden Club has new officers, and each of them was given a pair of gloves as a symbol of hands needed to carry on work. A safety day, I think it was the 17th annual, held by the county, was at Crossgates Mall. Instruction on installing child safety seats safely, many of them are not. School bus safety, how important it is, and it's the law to stop when you see flashing lights on a bus. Lots of arrests in our paper this week. Two separate stories on Barry Mackin pleading guilty to felony DWI. And a man who was with a five-year-old child and ran from his car um, as police chased on foot. And um, Leandra's Law makes it a felony conviction, uh, to a felony arrest to drive drunk as he is accused with a child in the car. Lots and lots of calendar events spreading over two pages. This is of particular note. It is a... Competition for who would paint the first mural along the rail trail, and this is the design submitted by Andrea Hirsch, which will become reality. Libraries have lots and lots going on locally. Painting the town pink was something happening at the Bethlehem Library. Um, 
from for two life it's a cancer survivors group cancer fighters group and pink of course being associated with breast cancer the first ever heldercon was held this past weekend in Bern, where grown-ups and kids alike donned costumes um, of their favorite cartoon characters and lots of fun was had there more from rose on the conflicts and resolutions with those that hunt and those that hike. Some common ground found. Michael Koff has a series of pictures instead of the gala, usually hosted by the Voorheesville Community and School Foundation. They had a more casual affair at Indian Ladder Farm. Music, Candlelight, and Congressman Tonko <laughs> all were on hand. Um, the rest of the story on cohabitation and the Pine Bush Preserve is seeking help from neighbors, citizen scientists they're called, to track weather right in their own backyards, which is helping in understanding the effects of global warming. The county is warning the elderly particularly about a recent phone scam. Michael Koff has some stunning, absolutely stunning soccer pictures. Um, both successful shutout games from the Gilderland girls as well as the BKW boys. And we have our news hound Beulah tracking the truth, wearing her full harness regalia and encouraging people to read the Enterprise. Senior news from both the Helderbergs and Off the Hill in Gilderland, lots going on. And these pictures by Mike Koff depict a recent, it happened Wednesday, second Senior Olympics hosted by the Grand, which is a nursing home and rehabilitation center in Gilderland Center. Four obituaries from different women this week, Lois P. Van Buren, um, Bessie Friebel, Margaret Button, and Shirley Elizabeth Albright. We conclude with a stunning set of pictures by Michael Koff of the Gilderville swim team, a combination of Voorheesville and Gilderland, who is doing so well this year that two swimmers, two divers, and two relay teams have already qualified for state competition. So congratulations to the girls and paddle on.